What is going on, Movies That Molded Me listeners? This is Chris, and I've got a few announcements I want to make before we get to this episode. Number one, if you've listened to the first two episodes of Movies That Molded Me, uh, the best of 2019, and also the top three movies that molded us of all time, you heard our friend Corey on that episode. Well, Corey has his own podcast now about movies that I think you'll really love. It's called Quantum Recast. And what they do is they take movies from a certain year and they talk about how they would recast it if the movie were moved into a different year. So I just got through listening to one of their episodes where they take The Breakfast Club from 1985 and recast it as if it were shot in 1998. And I got to tell you, it was a lot of fun. Please make sure you go out and check out Quantum Recast to hear Corey's new podcast. Go and support him, like and subscribe. Uh, And we also want to point you over to our good friends at the Facing Off podcast who have been working overtime to give you guys stuff to do during this quarantine. Uh, They've got several episodes that have come out recently. It's super high quality, super great stuff. I really recommend it. So you got to go check out the Quantum Recast podcast. And also you've got to check out Facing Off. If you haven't done that yet, go and subscribe now. Well, we thought since everyone is quarantined and we're going through this COVID crisis together, we might as well uh, go ahead and pick out our top favorite apocalyptic movies of all time. And we had a blast recording it. Uh, We actually went live on Facebook. Make sure to go and follow us on all of our social medias. Uh, We're always doing stuff like this and uh, you get to interact with us. We read your comments and whatnot. So uh, this episode is recorded live. The audio quality is not as good as you're used to, uh, but you will get used to it. It's not bad. And we had a lot of fun making it. So I hope you'll enjoy it. You're listening to the Fade to Gray Network. Hey, these are the movies that molded me. These are the movies that molded me. Jala the movies. Jala the movies. Hey, one love. Hey, I like the movies with the boobies. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. We've got a oh, pandemic. Wow going on and you know what we've decided to move that on over here to movies that molded me and talk about it and draft our top five apocalyptic movies of all time i mean low-hanging fruit you have to right low-hanging fruit you've got to do it you've got to do it so we've got a couple of guests on today elizabeth is not with us we're going to share what her top three favorite apocalyptic movies are a little later on but we've got seth from the Westerns episode. He's back joining us again. Seth, why don't you tell him about your podcast, Mental, real quick? Yeah. So as part of the Fade to Gray Network uh, that uh, Movies That Molded Me is on, I also launched a podcast called Mental. I talked to people with lived experience uh, with mental health issues as well as professionals in the field. Well, all right. Very cool. And we've also got our friend Renee all the way from the Netherlands. What's up, Renee? He's an OG. He, he was on Fade <laughs> to Gray back in the day when it was yeah. just, just a thought, just a thought and a twinkle in a young man's eye. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> your, is your official apology for being on the podcast earlier, huh? Are you apologizing for, for Toby and all of his crying? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> That's part of a baby, I guess. Yeah. So are things pretty apocalyptic where you're at in the Netherlands? Um, yeah, and quiet. <laughs> Well, you got to love Renee. All right. So we're going to go <laughs> ahead. Of, Renee, can you give us a little yeah, more detail? Part about being a baby, yeah, but come on, not about being a baby on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, tell us a little anyway. bit about what's happening over in your country. What's going on? Uh, I guess uh, not. Uh, there's not any anything different than America. I think a lot of people uh, reacting to the corona crisis. Uh, a lot of people staying home. There's a lot of people getting sick and a lot of people dying. And that's basically it, I guess. Man, that really makes me want to talk about movies. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. I think the last time that I was... (laughs) This will be a lot of fun today, guys. Yeah. (laughs) It might be a bit of a train wreck, but I'm here. I'm going to enjoy Like the movies that I have are some of my favorite movies that we're going to talk about. Oh, really? I think so. Like, I mean, they're just a lot of fun. It's like a genre that I can kind of get behind and we'll get into it here in a little bit but if yeah i'm super stoked about coronavirus too <laughs> we're gonna no, we're gonna skip over coronavirus none of I my movies the- are about coronavirus but just if you haven't seen movies that mode me before basically the whole idea is we're a game show podcast and we've never actually tried to go live before um even though this is quite the train wreck uh, <laughs> i don't think we'll, so. we'll, we'll explain we'll explain to people the idea is it's a movie ranking system based on one to five we call it the grayscale basically and it's more of how the movie impacted you growing up you know like what kind of impression it left on you because the whole idea you know especially at a time right now where it's the covid virus scare that we're t- right now that we're talking about that's impacting us worldwide and everyone's kind of home watching movies anyway this is one of those things talking movies with people um sometimes it disconnects for an, an era of time of like maybe your childhood your teenage years the friends that you had when you were watching the movie the things that you were doing that, that really made it solidified it as something that like really potentially molded you whether it molded how you see comedy whether it molded you how you see horror or even like what we're going to talk about today, like apocalyptic type movies. It's like with the feel that's in the air, some of these movies that we're going to talk about, like it, like it gives me that vibe, you know, like had I not seen those movies, had it not molded me, you know, it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be the same type of vibe. So anyway. Yeah. They're extremely relevant to be talking about right now, I think. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we always let our guests go first. So we're going to start out with Renee and then Seth, since he's also a recurring guest, we're going to let him go second. Uh, I won the rock, paper, scissor challenge with Omar before we started recording. So I'll go third. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. That's the first time. And Omar will be going last. I'm super stoked. And hopefully, of course, as always, uh, I I always want Omar to lose. So um, (laughs) I will join you in that effort. (laughs) It's the the most noble effort we can do right now. Um, So Renee, we're going to start out with you. What is your third favorite apocalyptic movie? Of all time, um, that will be 2012. Um, that left uh, 
I, I don't know when it was released. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, I, was, I, I thought you were telling me a movie that came out in 2012. I was still waiting for the name of the movie. Oh, so the, the name of the movie is 2012. Okay. 2012. Yeah, that's the name of the movie. Okay. I, right. I think it was released in, uh, I think. The Netherlands only? Not, you don't say yeah, only the Netherlands? Like, <laughs> no, 2009. 2009 it was released. But yeah, the whole scare about the 2012 thing with the Mayan calendar and everything. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, that was quite something. So uh, it was just, yeah, it's just a movie where everything's basically being destroyed. So uh, do you remember uh, who's in this movie by any chance, or the director, or anything like that? Or the plot was the Mayan calendar. Yeah, that's true. Um, Give us no, <laughs> dude. I'm terrible in the actor names, but the director was Roland Emmerich. Oh yeah, Roland Emmerich. Yeah, and, I'm horrible uh, names too. Just wait. Oh, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's about. Uh, so what I'm le- reading about the storyline here, because of course I got IMDb open. Um, yeah, it's, I yep, think we're, it's we're your... all on the edge of our seats. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it absolutely says nothing here. All right. No, so all right. Just, has anybody else seen 2012? <laughs> what, do you, what do you give it on the grayscale, Renee? Like, I'm sorry, I, I have not seen this movie, and based upon your description of it, um, I'm going <laughs> to not see this movie. <laughs> I mean, but, the Mayan calendar is pretty interesting. It, it is, but yeah. who's in it? I'm gonna Renee, you it didn't really sell this one very well. <laughs> <laughs> My friend. All right, we're going to sell it. It's it's it has a third place for a reason, but the only thing why it is in my top three is that it left it left a mark. Um, okay, so every, John Cusack's like, in this. What kind Woody of mark? Har- Woody Harrelson's Bad in this mark? as well. It looks like I like Woody Harrelson. Yeah, I can't Woody. stand John Cusack. <laughs> Danny, Glover, can... Danny Glover's in this. How come I've seen this? Yeah. Yeah. So graded. But uh, um, I can't. I haven't seen it. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah, honestly, I th- I think uh, coming up to two thousand, for instance, with everyone being scared that no- nothing digital will work again. Um, oh. I, I, I think two thousand and twelve was something similar. Like, oh, a lot of people, like a lot of sects, and and I don't know. They were I have really, seen this movie. Really? Yeah. That it was the end of the world and the Mayan calendar. You haven't yeah. seen this, Chris? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, what do you give it, though? Renee? Yeah, what do you give, give it? One to five. Give it a number. I give it three points. Okay, okay, three points. I'll give it... It was a decent movie. Obviously, I couldn't even remember seeing it until <laughs> I pulled it up and had to like see the cover and remembered it. The cover has the Buddhist monk standing like when the waves are coming in. It was definitely like a Mayan calendar predicting the end of the world and came out three years before 2012. So it's the one, so, it's the yeah, one with the big boats and everything. The big boats, yes. <laughs> this is going to be a lot the of big, The big boats, that's <laughs> so, Titanic. I give it a 3.5. Okay, 3.5. Seth, have you seen 2012? I believe, I believe that I have, but I'm having a really hard time recalling the movie based, <laughs> based on, the description. on this description. Um, so I'm going to give it a 3. 
I'm almost certain that I've seen it, but it's been a long time and I can't remember much. I think that's pretty high score for not really remembering it, but okay. Uh, That means that 2012 is going to end up uh, with a paltry score of 9.5. Whenever you said this, Renee, I was thinking of the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal the day after tomorrow, which I don't know, maybe on someone's list. Um, but that's in my second top three list, actually. <laughs> have you ever have you ever <laughs> listened to movies that motor me? Because you've given me the impression before we did this interview that you listen to it often. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've been listening to I think every and so, episode, and so you know you wait to reveal your numbers like in order after like we go through from three to two to one. Yeah, I know, but I made three top three lists. So right, he said his, he said his second top three yeah. list, not his actual. <laughs> and I'm not reading my. List. Oh, okay, it's, so it'd be like a runner-up then. Right, it's like yeah. maybe second maybe class is, I have. That's the what strong, they call it in Dutch. Their second top three list. <laughs> the, the Dutch are the second best country of the world, next to America. So, <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's about time someone recognizes. Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Seth, Seth, what is your number three? Uh, top apocalyptic movie of all time all right well you know in this time um <laughs> in Jesus. this time in the world i uh Is it i'm just i'm just you know <laughs> so encouraged by patriotism and unity and it reminds me of independence day because that <laughs> oh, film with will smith with will smith um on July 4th, Independence Day, <laughs> the aliens in that film, ha- it, it, they, uh, they've shaped me. Uh, and the character development is wonderful. Uh, it's a great film. It came out in 1996. Uh, I, give it a, I, give, I give it a four. All Good right. <laughs> Seth has brought up Independence Day and he gives it a four. Renee, what do you think about Independence Day? Independence Day... It makes my Dutch heart beat faster. Uh, <laughs> hmm. uh, when I was a young I was kid, I was, I was crazy about uh, airplanes and stuff like that. And there's a lot of F-18s in, there, in that thing. And a lot of airplanes, a lot of stuff. It was, I don't know. I've seen that movie 75 times, I guess. And, uh, <laughs> uh, I think I, I'll give it a five. Wow. Oh. Damn. Okay, Independence Day going strong. Well, I, of course, have seen Independence Day. I prefer Independence Day to the sequel that came out a few years ago. Uh, It is slightly better. Um, I got to say, my favorite favorite performance in this movie is definitely Randy Quaid. Um, So... (laughs) I'm going to no, give when it beats the alien back in the plane. That's hell yes. Uh, I'm going to give this movie a three. It is very what? entertaining. It's three. entertaining. It's not that good of a movie. Come on. Oh, shut it, up, man. it didn't shape you. When did how, this, how old were you in 1996? I got a whole uh, fetish because of this. I was 16 or 13. It didn't yes. shape me either. Yeah. It's a good movie. It's like a good Will movie. Smith. It was I, exciting I, when he when he's pulling the alien out and punching him in the face. That that scene yeah. was was epic. But I just feel bad for your childhood in that this <laughs> did not shape you. I'm not like upset with your answer. I just I just feel bad for you. Really, I'll give it a little bit better than a three. I'll do a three point three. I can't believe Independence Day is going to be this high on the list. All right, that means that Independence Day 15. is going 3. to. You you got it is going to end up with a fifteen point four, oh, on the grayscale. Um, 
that brings us to my third favorite of all time. Let's see. I'm going to say it's going to have to be Mad Max Fury Road from 2015. Uh, of course, this was uh, written and directed by George Miller, starring Tom Hardy, Charlie's Theron, Nicholas Holt. Uh, it's about this guy named Max Rockatansky, which is an absolutely god-awful name. Uh, but this movie is not about plot. This movie is not necessarily about good writing. It's about the action. Um, this movie civilization has collapsed after a series of wars. Uh, and of course, there's been a resource crisis. And the world is a desert wasteland. And Max helps Furiosa, played by Charlie's Throne. And technically, this is actually Charlie's Throne's movie. I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, but he helps her escape with the five brides of leader Immortan Joe. And then ensues this epic chase through the desert. And it is an absolute visual blast. It's so much fun. It's a great movie. And I'm really hoping that you all have seen it. I give it a 4.5 on the grayscale. Wow. Is it my turn to rate it? No, it's Renee's. Okay. Hey, right turn here. <laughs> well, uh, I hate these kinds of movies. Uh, <laughs> I really do. It's like uh, the computer game Borderlands is exactly the same. I, uh, it's not my thing, so I haven't seen it. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you'd really like it. No, All man. Right. <laughs> this isn't like uh this isn't like a fast and the furious type movie this no, movie no, no, is actually really well done i've seen the uh, trailer and that was enough for me <laughs> <laughs> seth what do you think about mad max I, fury road i'd actually like omar to go f- first please that's interesting but that's out of order though and we'll i don't care about order this chia off are, are you well, uh, wanting to wait to see what he says to kind of maybe mimic his answer because you're self-conscious about your own answer? Well, I don't want to tell you that I haven't seen it. <sighs> <laughs> but well, I very four, well may have. I four may point have five seen Chris. this film. But I remember when I was doing my search for movies, I saw Mad Max and I was looking at them and I'm like, I've not seen any of these. Why haven't I? And I felt really bad about it. But I, I'm going to say that I have yeah. seen it, though, because I'm sure that I have at some point. And well, so, you can't, you can't vote on it if it you a, don't know about it. I'm going to give it a three. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what's going to happen. Three. Because I'm in a similar boat to Seth. Oh, my God. And okay, so it's we're not gonna, just We're going to we're we're allow Seth's vote, but I am not going to vote just to even, even things out to make it a little bit more fair. Because I, one of those, so for me, Thank I had a, one of my best friends growing up was a huge Mad Max fan, the original. And so he, he forced me, <laughs> he forced me to, to be able to Fuck you, Renee. watch these movies like multiple times. And I never enjoyed the originals. I heard that the remakes are better. And I don't think that I've seen it. Like I purposely wouldn't have gone out and watched it. But if, oh it, was my God. On, but if it was like on TV being like streamed and i had nothing else to watch i probably would i know, know put it on and roll a blunt and you know get weirded out about the apocalypse but okay i, I, I wouldn't i've never gone out to go see it and so i don't think i've seen it 
Well, let me just briefly say that Mad Max Fury Road is far superior to the original Mad Max trilogy. And in fact, I've heard the, that. the original Mad Max is, is okay. I don't even care for those movies very much. But Mad Max Fury Road is absolutely incredible. Uh, and I highly recommend it. If you haven't seen it, I cannot believe you three haven't seen it. Make sure you watch it. Write it down. <laughs> there is a chance Max. that I have seen it. but Yeah. I, I think you'd remember it. And I think you'd really like it, Omar. So Mad Max Fury Road is going to get a 7.5 on the grayscale. I cannot believe it. Incredible, Chris. Incredible. <sighs> Good start. Fuck. Chris. Good start. I love it. All right, Omar. What's your third? So glad you went before me. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is interesting because I'm thinking about doing a little swaparoo between my number three and number two. Because being last, I'm fairly positive that one of these is not going to be on the list coming back around. So, yeah. Drum, drum roll. I'm going to go my number <laughs> three all time apocalyptic movie is going to be, you know, it's, that's the dramatic pause. <laughs> it didn't sound like, you know, just like a complete silent. We, we, Shut we, up. What we, what we won't it, do in editing is we won't it, like like silence that part so it, people like will notice it more we'll just let it just seem more natural silence people the podcasters um, 2007 uh francis lawrence i am legend so oh. gets a second shout out already on Jesus. apocalyptic movies does that count fuck yeah it counts yeah it counts how does it not count yeah it it counts. Counts. Even, it's even more relevant than any other movie has been mentioned yet because this one actually starts with a virus yeah, yeah. You know, all I'm picturing is I just I asked that question because I didn't I don't know why I didn't think of it because here in my three top three <laughs> is in one of his top three list. Okay, what were you saying though, Seth? It's comparable. No, to I just I said does that count because I don't know why I didn't think of that and all I can think of right now is Will Smith in the basement with his shirt off doing like the pull ups. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. he was oh, like it was so good. He's like, what, 40 years old in that movie, too? Looking really good. But I guess he had just got done doing uh, the Ali movie. So he was still pretty jacked. Anyway. He was something. Yeah, Will Smith uh, (laughs) played... Let's see. Check my notes here. Uh, Plays Neville. Robert Neville, who (laughs) is the last surviving person in New York City, basically. Are you shaking? Are you want to buzz me or something, Chris? No, I'm not buzzing you. No, you're 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 fine. Keep going. Okay, uh, it's the last surviving <laughs> human in New York City who hasn't been infected by the virus. He's actually immune. Um, he was pretty much at ground zero. It's kind of a really sad story of him being three years in isolation with just him and his dog Marley, and every day he's kind of doing the same routine. You know, going out, scavenging for food, staying away from. So I say the last surviving like human because there are humans still, but they are infected. It's basically the zombie apocalypse done kind of in a what if scenario. What if there was a pandemic of sorts that got out of control and he kind of felt responsible for the. So if you haven't seen this movie, for the love of God, go see it. I'm not going to completely spoil it for you, but I'm give, kind of giving some things away here. Um, and you think he's the only human for most of the movie. He does, at some point, find Alice Braga and Charlie Thahan. Charlie Thahan, you'll know him as actually in Ozarks, which just came out yesterday. O- Ozarks season three. 
Um, yeah, I can't wait to watch that. But, um, but anyway, uh, at, at one point he finds you know this woman and her son, and kind of like takes her in. Is not really sure what to think if he should trust her. What's going on? And and they're trying to get. I'm sorry I'm boring you, Renee, but wake the fuck up. I mean, at least I at least I have like some tone in my voice when I speak. And I'll just say, uh, the boats. The boats. At least I know t- <laughs> the boats. <laughs> it adds boats in it. He's just trying to be Canadian. A boat. Boat. Anyway, yeah. so yes. Yeah, so we were pretty a- good with boats back in the day, you know. All right, shut up. So anyway, so oh, like Jesus. Oh guys. <laughs> what? Was, was Chad that, Johnson's been commenting on our on this thread, and we haven't been. We haven't. Sorry, Chad. Go ahead, read. So I'm going to finish telling the story about I Am Legend because it's my number three, but it's my favorite. I'm going to tell you a little bit more. It has just some a lot of really good twists in it. There's alternate endings. He's trying to find a cure the whole time. He's he's there. These two are trying to find their sanctuary out west. And it's always funny how in these zombie apocalypse movies, <laughs> the sanctuary is someplace out west, you know, that, that they need to get to. So, um, not going to spoil the ending if you haven't seen it, although it came out in 2007. Um, but it's a sad, sad movie. <laughs> I give it a 4.2. No, 4.4 on the grayscale. All right. Uh, Omar gives I Am Legend 4.4 on the grayscale. Renee, what do you think about I Am Legend? Oh, we were talking about I Am Legend. It was such a... Um, <laughs> didn't even know what we were talking about. That's of awesome. course, of the, course. The, so, the, atten- the, the attention span, I guess, for Dutch is really small. So I'm, I don't know. <laughs> Ten seconds. Uh, um, Just like in it. Give it... <laughs> Yeah, it's on. It's a specific kind of art. Uh, I think it's. Uh, <laughs> it's a specific kind of art. Is <laughs> it art? Is it art? <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> I missed you, Renee. G- give it something high, though. Let's go. Give something high. I give you. Give, give it whatever you want to give it. <laughs> what do you gave it, Omar? I give it a four point four. Four point four. I give it a four. Okay, Renee gives I Am Legend a four. Uh, I like Seth? it. I like the part where he bl- uh, blows up with a grenade. All right. That's the only part I didn't <laughs> d- tell in the movie, but yeah. <laughs> Seth, what do you think about this? Too late. Okay, well, <laughs> Will Smith's performance is a total five. Okay. Oh, uh, body, aspect, pecs, everything, attitude, personality, total package. I'd marry him. So, but that is—that's a five. But I'll give, the movie, I'll give the movie a four. <laughs> okay. What did you say about Aladdin, Renee? Aladdin. I liked oh. him in there, man. Oh Jesus! I, w- okay. I will say I really did like how they made the zombies human-like. So if we're just going to talk about spoilers, just go ahead. It's such an old movie. Like basically, he he captures one of them, a female one, oh, to do research on, God. and and basically What's like wrong, brings all hell down on himself in the process because i feel like i'm in hell right now <laughs> listening to, listen to the description yes the jesus five minutes about i am legend oh my god <laughs> you can we can also talk about john legend i thought this was uh, movies that molded me my well bad. no go for it go for it i'm no. i'm, I'm chilling no it, it's cool go ahead I, I, <laughs> that was that was basically i just wanted to say that there was a love story aspect between the the zombie creatures or the infected that kind of made you realize well maybe there's hope 
for humanity that they're okay. not just completely gone. So it's kind of like um, necrophilia. <laughs> I was going to say uh, there's a movie with Nicholas Holt, uh, Warm Bodies, that kind of is uh, similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That actually yeah. might be on somebody's list. I don't know. Oh, maybe so. Um, well, gentlemen, I watched the trailer for I Am Legend, <laughs> but I've never seen the actual movie. Ah, the, come on. The, the zombies to me looked really hokey and cheesy in the trailer. And I don't know. It's kind of like that movie Gemini man. I watched the trailer and said, no, thanks. So I can't rate this movie and I apologize. But now that three people are talking so hot, well, technically two people, Seth only cares about Will Smith's body. But now that <laughs> two people, have you seen him? <laughs> yes, I've seen him. Uh, I'm going to have to watch better it. Better than Mac It is one of my favorite movies. If it really is one of your favorite movies, I'll watch it uh, yeah. and give it a, sh- a fair shot. It's really um, good. So I am legend is going to end up with a 12.4 on the gray scale, which brings us back to Renee, your second favorite movie 13.4 isn't it uh 4.4 plus 4 plus 4 right five seth gave it a five no i gave it a four no i gave i gave will smith's (laughs) body a five i gave the film a four (laughs) oh really okay sorry man so that should be a 4.5 then because you know, yeah. Will Smith's body, like no oh, good guy. The, the, the law make it a four point five. Make it. A <laughs> no, oh my god! Tw- okay, so twelve point nine. <laughs> okay, I am legend gets a twelve point nine. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> I uh, what the problem is. <laughs> it's between me and Chris. Renee. Uh, yeah. What's your what's your what's your second one? My second one is a revolutionary <laughs> movie, of course, that costs a little bit of. Uh, I don't know, something in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Uh, the movie's called Cloverfield. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. okay. And the one was recorded with a hand cam. Yeah. And... Uh, which project? Yeah, maybe. And uh, I really, I, I, I loved it. Uh, it was new for me, the way it was uh, filmed. Um, yeah, basically, it's about a guy that moves to Japan and uh, and they're throwing him a party and then all hell breaks loose and they have to survive in Manhattan. Uh, that's basically uh, it. It reminded me a little bit of Godzilla in some weird way. Sure, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah, but uh, I, I kind of like how you kind of see everything happening. You see parts from the hospital, you see parts from the army, you see... Some you see kind of what, what's happening in society when all hell breaks out uh, or breaks loose. Um, yeah, the part in the hospital where the, where the yeah some girl explodes or something. I don't know. It's just uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it impacted me. or something. I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> it impacted me. Yeah, it impacted me, and the way it was filmed. Also, you know, it's just. Uh, I don't know. When you see the COVID uh, snippets of uh, cell phones, you it reminds me of Cloverfield. People like, in the grocery store beating each other up over toilet paper. Stuff like that. Or just, you know, the news is like only filming the outside of a hospital. You're like, when you watch CNN or anything, you see like, oh, there's about a thousand people in this hospital. And you see the, the front door of the hospital. And that's basically it. Uh, but when you search on the internet, uh, you see snippets of people that are actually in the hospital and it reminds me of Cloverfield, the situations like the desperation and the, it's, 
it's terrible. I I can only imagine that people that are currently experiencing this, it must be really, really scare, scary and terrible. Yeah. So, uh, what are you yeah. going to give Cloverfield? I give it a four. Okay. Um, Seth, hey, have you seen Cloverfield? Of Seth, course also, I've seen Cloverfield. Let us know, Seth, at any point you need to interrupt us or say something if uh, somebody's watching live, if, since you're reading the comments. You know, yeah. Go ahead. And well, I want to give a big shout out to Michelle Collins just for popping in and listening. I feel like she deserves a big shout out there. What Thank a, you, Michelle. And Chad Johnson, uh, he left us. He said that he was going to go watch the new season of Ozark. So uh, we did. I did shit. I shouldn't, have brought it up. I shouldn't have brought it up. Yeah, that's not. No, thing. he said. He, to, to be exact. He's like, oh, be, yeah, I was that? We lost him. It yeah, to be lot. precise, he said, uh, when Renee's back on the podcast, you know times are desperate. And then he left. So. <laughs> in times, baby. Apocalypse. <laughs> anyway. Got, Gotta love a man that's doing a marathon with fever. <laughs> oh, yeah. Even so, if Chad were uh, suffering from COVID-19, he'd be running a marathon tomorrow. Yes, well, absolutely he would. <laughs> <laughs> this is healthy. And we, and, yeah. we still, and, we, and we still managed to talk about him on a podcast. Yeah, absolutely. The most talked absolutely. about in Fade to Grey history. Yeah. What would, you, what would you give Cloverfield, though, Seth? I'm going to give it a 3.5. Of course, okay. I've seen it. I, it's... To me, it's just another Hollywood production, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, I have to completely disagree with you on that. Um, oh. I don't think it's just another Hollywood production because it is filmed so differently than a typical Hollywood production. Um, I liked Cloverfield a whole lot. Um, certainly, it was made around the time that J.J. Abrams was involved in Lost, which I was obsessed with. Um, yeah, same. So I went out and saw it. Uh, in theaters. I loved it. Um, it's not a movie that I feel necessarily has the same power as it did in the theater, but uh, I actually ended up liking the sequel to this movie a lot better. Not the one on Netflix, but the one that actually came out in theaters. Uh, oh shit. What was it oh, called? I liked it so much that you forgot it. Well, it's called like 27 Cloverfield Lane or something like that. Oh, anyway, yeah. Um, it was really good, but I like this one. Lizzie Kaplan, I think is a fantastic actress and she, uh, is actually starring in this. A lot of people, uh, don't know that, but anyhow, um, yeah, I'm going to give uh, Cloverfield a 3.5. It's a pretty good movie. Um, Omar, what do you think about Cloverfield? Mm, 2.5, 2.5 short it's, and sweet. Damn. <laughs> 13.5. I mean, cutting, cutting it down. I'd hate to like give my opinion Man, or synopsis at all and bore anybody. So <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it weren't just, you know, as long as it's not five minutes of synopsis, <laughs> I think that would be. Well, well it, is, it is no um, I Am Legend, but no, it's <laughs> a, a decent movie. Uh, not really something I was drawn to. But when I watched it, it was entertaining. I did enjoy it. So it's not like a bad movie. I, I feel like I remember it leave me, leave me wanting more. Like it was like I wasn't satisfied with the ending. I don't even remember what the ending exactly was, but I remember it being one that I just was like, for me, a lot of movies, and you can tell are, how it wraps itself up, how it ends. Like really for me, will make or break a movie. And I, I feel like for me, it was just like, I remember just being, ah, like 
it didn't wanted more. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Well, that means that Cloverfield is going to end up with 13.5 on the grayscale. Uh, that moves us on to Seth's second favorite apocalyptic movie of all time. The Day After Tomorrow. Okay. Yes. Uh, Dennis Quaid. It's an excellent performance. And Jake Gyllenhaal. Can we just put that out there? Uh, so in this film, um, essentially, Dennis Quaid, Jack Hall, um, is being ignored by Jack the what? UN. Jack Hall <laughs> is his name. What did I make it seem like? It. What did it, that sound like? Jack Hall. Jack Hall. Jack Hall. <laughs> uh, inappropriate. So uh, anyhow, it's environmental. It's about like they're ignoring him about in inter. inter- I cannot talk environmental concerns. It starts up this huge superstorm, uh, and catastrophic natural disasters start occurring. Um, I, I think it's a wonderful performance and, uh, it shaped me because I remember growing up with my cousins, like if we had sleepovers or whatever, this would be a movie we would frequently watch. So, uh, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Okay. All right. Seth gives the day after tomorrow a four point five. Renee, what do you think about the day after tomorrow? Um, I'm doubting. Is this the movie that is all? No, it's not the movie with the two meteorites, is it? Uh, no, no, it's not. That's Armageddon. Yeah, but there's another one. Deep Impact. Sorry. Um, Oh, Deep Impact is another movie that signed Seth's list. No, it's um, not. Uh, shut <laughs> up. A different, a different we, list. Can, I, can, there be, can we ever hang out with a gay joke not being made? I think no. it's impossible. No. I make gay jokes even when you're not around. I know. <laughs> Still about you, but I mean. I, yeah, I understand. I thought, I thought Deep Impact was more for, I don't know, people with long. Anyway. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. The day after tomorrow is one that I actually also wrote on a list. It's not that funny. It's in my second top three. <laughs> okay, uh, just let us know what you think. I, I give it a three. <laughs> what? All right. Three Renee points. gives the day after tomorrow three points. Um, I day after tomorrow love Jake Gyllenhaal so much. He is one of my favorite actors. My um, but I haven't seen this movie. Me either. So. I was going to say the same thing. Exactly, <laughs> oh. exactly the same way. Yeah, what? I didn't see this or 2012. Uh, they're both Roland Emmerich movies. And I just, or, yeah, I just haven't seen it. So anyway. I, this film fall to the wayside. It's done for. Omar, sorry. what are your thoughts? <laughs> I've never. I'm gonna, same thing, Chris. This is uh, over. <laughs> Move on. <laughs> that means that the day after Chris, tomorrow is going to get 7.5. Yeah, on the grayscale. So it equals Mad travesty. Max. It equals Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, They're in no way comparable. You're right. Mad Max Fury Road's got to be way better. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> so that's going to, yeah, that's going to bring us to my second favorite uh, movie, apocalyptic movie. And I'm going with, oh. Okay, y'all let me know if this one counts or not. I'm pretty sure it does. But uh, 1999, The Matrix. What do y'all think? Yeah. It's an apocalyptic movie. I mean, the world's over, basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone really has to give much of a synopsis. Written, directed by the Wachowski sisters. 
starring Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, Carrie Ann Moss, Hugo Weaving. We talked about this movie a little bit on the Black History Month because we talked about what it would be like if they actually hired Will Smith to play, you know, Keanu Reeves' part. Um, I actually really think this might be Keanu Reeves' best role in that he actually plays the part well. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he's very stonewall, not really emotive, but that's what a machine is too, right? That's what you could expect out of a machine. And a lot of people say, oh, Keanu Reeves is a shitty actor. Yeah, he is. Uh, is a great oh, person. Now he's a shitty actor. Um, but I think he, I think he does, I think he's perfect for this part. He's non-emotive and, and you know, he's like a machine. So it works out. Uh, Lawrence Fishburne's incredible. I love Carrie Ann Moss in this role. And of course, Hugo Weaving as Agent Smith is inspired. So anyway, I love this movie and, uh, it's fantastic. So that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to give it a five. Oh shit. A five for the matrix. Oh my goodness. It, it deserves it. What do you think about The Matrix, Renee? Great movie. I haven't seen it. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, I saw saw it. I loved it. Uh, It's going to get the four. Okay. Yeah. Seth? I'm a little angry with you. (laughs) Was this on your list? By a little, I mean a lot. Yeah, this is my number one. Welcome to the game. This is how the game is. Yeah. No, uh, The Matrix, it's going to get a five from me. I This film had, it goes beyond just entertainment. Um, there's a ton of undertone yeah. to, to this film. And I, I understand yep. that we can make fun of Keanu Reeves and this and that because of his later performances. I get it. But look at the film independently for its time and the depth at which this film dived it's phenomenal yeah uh, it's a it's a, it's a five for me yeah i agree i think it's fantastic omar i'm glad that this is doing so well for you chris after your first movie getting a 7.5 or whatever it was oh man oh i'm trying to think of reasons why i can deduct points for <laughs> from it but it's Do a it. great it's a great movie it is so good yeah. Good choice. I mean, I'm thinking as far as motability is high, you know, you take the red pill or the blue pill, you know, like that whole scene and the whole idea of it not being or everything being a simulation, it being able to like, I can, when he was uploading how, how to, you know, do karate, you know, different types of Kung Fu or martial arts and stuff. That was so cool. I, <laughs> I, I give it, Solid four on the grayscale. All right. That four, means that the... 4.2, because <laughs> I love you. 18.2. Thank you. I'm so glad that someone else is doing the math on this. I'm, uh, I've am i got, of course, the spreadsheet that does the math for me, but at least I know I'm doing it right when Renee's checking my math. So Matrix is going to get 18.2 on the grayscale. Uh, <laughs> Are you it's a sure? fantastic movie. <laughs> it should win. <laughs> if any friend of mine would hear what you were saying about doing the math right because Renee's checking it. <laughs> well, I mean, you're, you know, from the Netherlands, I imagine that uh, you guys oh, are really good at math. Aren't yeah. you an engineer? Isn't <laughs> that like your entire profession? You guys yeah, ready for my number two? We do, we do it outside for a reason, like outside of the country. <laughs> <laughs> number two of all time. Yeah, Omar, what's your number two? Come on, man. End of the world. 2010, uh, the Hughes brothers directed Book of Eli. 
Oh, hell yeah. Um, this movie is amazing. Again, another strong black lead role in the end, end times, end of the world. So basically what it tells you is at the end of the world, it's good to be black and good looking. What year did this movie come out? 2010. Okay, 2010. All right. Man. Why? Seems, seems like yesterday. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I feel like I just, you know, saw a trailer for it yesterday. <laughs> but yeah. golly, 2010. Okay. Uh, what do you give it, Omar? Man. I mean, does everybody knows what it is, obviously. I don't know. It's, again, one of those movies that there's just so many twists at the very end that for me to tell you about it would be huge spoilers for the movie. But just know the whole idea is he's a lone badass carrying basically the last Bible from the East Coast to the West Coast, but it's taken him 30 years to do so. <laughs> and uh, Denzel Washington, uh, Maya, Miley Kunis, Ma- Maya, how do you Miley Kunis. Millie? Yeah, she's hot, whatever. Hi. hi. <laughs> um, is in this movie. So for that reason, I mean, those two alone worth seeing the movie i give it a five on the grayscale all right uh the book of eli gets a five from omar renee what do you think about the book of eli yeah uh like when i was watching the trailer it had a mad max vibe so my first reaction was i'm not gonna i'm not gonna watch this i like that i don't like those post-apocalyptic movies like the desert and it's like it's like fallout watching the game fallout or something i but i've seen it and I really, I loved it. I give it a four. Eat that, Chris. All right. <laughs> Chris is getting a little chubby over there, getting excited, like, oh, Omar's not going to get any points. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I liked it, he said. I no, that's a, good. I give it a four. It's really good. I like the ending. I like you, Renee. As, as a Christian, I was like, oh. And, and, and your little See, there's cum, your problem. And your little cum sock on your microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Seth, what do you think about the book of Eli? Sorry, Omar. Oh shit, Seth's dreaming. I'm, I'm so sorry, Omar. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to disappoint you. And Chris has a grin from from ear to ear. <laughs> I have not seen the book of Eli oh, for specific. Really like well, see now, understand that when that film came out, I was. I was deep into Christianity, um, and I'm. So you would like sure it even I, more. I thought that I, yeah. I. I'm pretty sure I wasn't supposed to watch it. I felt like I Why? felt like no. there was something to that film that it was bad, and I wasn't no way. To. I, we would play that movie on repeat for Look, the yeah. rehab center that I worked at. That was all Christian. Well. Like, what could be bad using the Bible as a weapon? I don't know. It's not. There's there's a couple of questionable scenes in it, like as far as it being like, you know, when you sit in a room full of men who aren't allowed to have sex. Ooh. But, but other than that, like it's like going to great movie, Catholic man. church or something. Some cliche Press. parts. I'm not gonna lie, but it's Watch I mean it. it's great. Can I? I'll just say. I'll, I can't help it. This we do spoilers here. Spoiler alert! If you have not seen, I am or not, I am legend, but because Book of Eli, like turn off now, go watch it, or fast forward thirty seconds. But he's blind the whole time, too, and and even knowing that doesn't ruin the movie. Going back and watching it, you're like, 
you don't know that the whole time watching the movie. And then at the very end, you, you find that out. And like the Bible he's carrying is in Braille. And you're just like, what the hell? And, and, the, and the funny thing is, he like walks. You know, it's like no wonder it takes him 30 years to fucking get from like one side to the country to the other. Because, I mean, he doesn't, how does he know that he's going to go the right direction? They ask him at one point, how do you know you're going the right direction? You know, like, because, you know, by faith. And so he could, you know, who fuck knows where he's walking to? And at the end of the movie, he's walking from the left of the screen to the right of the, I mean, to the right of the screen to the left of the screen, which would, you know, mean you theatrically west to east. So anyway. I just fasted a Moses, so. I think. <laughs> yeah, he's, he was a badass warrior dude yeah. who, you know, like, was blind. Don't throw don't throw shade on Moses. So he gets a zero from Seth. Chris. All right. Chris, come on, man. All right. Book of Eli is going to end up with a nine on the gray scale. You haven't I haven't seen it either. Oh, my I have God, not seen it. Dude, this is a great movie. I haven't seen it. I remember seeing the commercial for it and thinking, you know, I'd like to see it. I think Denzel Washington's an incredible actor. Yeah. So I would like to see it. I just haven't seen it yet, man. That, that means I haven't seen either of the movies you put up yet. I haven't seen I Am Legend and I haven't seen Book of Eli. You just don't like don't movies know. with strong black leads is all it is. It's that is totally incorrect. Oh, who won the black celebration uh, uh, episode? I right, that was which, me. Which, which was fucked up anyway. And we were supposed to get <laughs> reparations that we agreed to until you're like, uh, are, we re- are we really doing that? We did not agree to that. Uh, <laughs> My next one's got to be really good because Chris is leading. Isn't it? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I haven't done the math we, on that yet. Let's get to the next person. Who's all right, Renee, what's your number one <laughs> apocalyptic think, movie? Of I think all it's time? the same as yours. As mine? Yeah, I think. Okay, we'll see. Sean of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Okay, let's talk about it. Go ahead and tell me what you love about Sean of the Dead. Uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a time where there's, I don't know, a hundred zombie movies, these these English guys <laughs> came with a funny movie that is simply amazing. I like I like everything that they... I think it's the same director of Hot Fuzz, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah, it's part of a trilogy with Hot Fuzz and yeah. At World's End. Uh, Edgar Wright. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I just love how, how everything... <laughs> Everything in that movie is, is funny. Yeah. No, it's hilarious. Uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Um, Nick Frost, man. The, the, the guy that plays Ed. Amazing. Such a blunt yeah. tool. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's tool. incredible. He is a blunt tool. He's he's just thick. He's dense in the head. Um, yeah. I mean, the basic synopsis of this movie is that Sean and his roommate Ed are complete losers and they're trying to save all their loved ones during a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> That's that's yeah. essentially the movie, and it's absolutely hilarious. We should go to the pub. <laughs> <laughs> and his girlfriend's like, no, <laughs> anywhere but there. And that's all I can think of is going to the pub. Yeah, you've got red on you. Uh, anyway, it's a fantastic movie. What do you give it? What do you give it, Renee? Uh, five, of course. Okay. Um, Seth, have you seen Shaun of the Dead? I have. <laughs> what do you think about Shaun of the Dead? I think it's stupid. <laughs> I give it a two. I think it is dumb cinematic, just people goofing off, low budget, dumb. I give it oh a two. Oh my God. Dumb, I, it's British humor, man. Oh, come on. Yeah. yeah I, Renee, I obviously 
Zombie will kill you. <laughs> Ray, I obviously love this movie. Uh, and it, it, it is on my, I have a list of five movies. It is on there, but I don't know that I was going to make it my number one, but uh, I love Shaun of the Dead. I would give it a five as well. It is incredible. Omar, what do you think about Shaun of the Dead? He'll get a three. Okay. <laughs> it was entertaining. I didn't love it. It's funny. I will give it that, but it's, I don't know. Zombie movies, which is funny, aren't normally, I said I Am Legend is one of my favorite movies. Book of Eli, again, again is one of my favorite movies, but zombie movies aren't really my, my thing. Oh. And it's kind of just, I don't know. I, I like it enough. It, it, with zombie really movies, like the thing is that, that, that I don't like is it always ends the same. They're always on the top of a store somewhere getting food. Uh, I don't like it. Well, like, that's not the way Shaun of the Dead ends. So No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shaun of the Dead is going to end up with a 15 on the grayscale, which is pretty exciting. Uh, that brings us to Seth's first favorite apocalyptic movie of all time. You guys remember what I said about zombie movies when we get to my number one. (laughs) (laughs) Here comes Dawn of the Dead. Well, now, wait a minute. I Am Legend is technically a zombie movie. Every movie you named. Okay, it's my turn. Um, (laughs) By the way, Andy, uh, a good friend of the podcast, Andy Gillis, commented on our thread um, stating that Chris is more of an American history X kind of guy. I do love American History X. Yeah. And I commented and said that he's something. So <laughs> there we are. So now this is my, my number one pick. Is that what's happening? Number right one. Your number one, brother. No, please understand movies. that my number one was The Matrix. Okay. So this is now alternate number one. All right. Uh, which is and Legion. Alternate universe. Oh, Legion. Legion. That's one. Uh, yeah. Um, I love this film. The underlying religious undertones are all over the place. Essentially, it's on like this dusty roadside diner, and these people are hanging out there. And this this guy like shows up, but he's like the archangel Michael. Is that another I won't say much. movie? I don't think so. Who's the lead? Oh, I don't. Is this from uh, 2010? Paul yeah. uh, Paul Bettany. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that's the Archangel Michael. Um, but anyhow, it's there's a lot of religious symbolism to it, and I will give it a five. I think it's a great film. Okay. Uh, Seth is going to give Legion a five. Um, Renee, you sounded pretty excited whenever you said it. What do you think about Legion? Uh, incredible movie. I liked it. Shows the powers of the heavens yes. quite well. Uh, yes, it does. I, I, and it, it kind of shows that for me, it was the first time that I thought, oh, angels aren't like babies with arrows. Uh, so uh, they're quite powerful, powerful beings depicted in that movie. Um, I liked it. Also, the, the people that get possessed, possessed, it's just like, I don't know. I liked it. I gave it a four and a half. All right. Okay. Right. 4.5. That's good. Um, I've never even fucking heard of this movie, Legion. I'm looking it up right now. Looks like um, the critics, 109 critics over at Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 19%. <laughs> it gets a 5.2. So, I've seen it too, though. 
Oh, you've seen it? Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't I can't vote on it. Uh, Omar, what do you think about Legion? It's good. It's one of those movies uh, that I watched during the height of my religious stuff. And again, like kind of like what Renee said. Can you not hear me? No, it's kind of low. I can hear you. That's interesting. Huh. Can you hear me better now? A little bit. All right. Anyway, I give it a 3.5. 3.5. Okay. Um, that means that Legion is 13. going to get a 13. Yes. What? Yeah. You haven't seen it? No. I'm sorry. Was I not Was I not audible earlier? No, I heard you earlier. Yeah, it was okay. a delayed reaction, apparently. No, I haven't seen it. Sorry. It I've, I've never even heard of it. It has really? a lot of action. It's one of those, you know, fighting heavenly angels or strong... Like, well, a lot of times whenever Rotten Tomatoes gives a film like such a low score, I usually like it. So I kind of want to go and check it out. Yeah, yeah I think you yeah. would. I think as knowing you, I think you would enjoy it. Okay. So Legion gets a 13 that actually uh, it's doing pretty good. Uh, so that brings us to my number one apocalyptic movie of all time. And uh, I'm going to choose out of the two movies left, left on my list. I've already done, I've already talked about Melancholia before, so I'm going to talk about Children of Men. Uh, this is a movie from 2006, directed by Alfonso Cuaron, and it stars Clive Owen, Julianne Moore, Michael Caine, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. Hope I said his name right. Um, Chiwetel? I think it was, what's that? Chiwetel? What's his name? Ch- Chiwetel, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Okay. I, think it, I think it's the name that... Uh, uh, John Travolta fucked up at the Oscars one year or something. Anyway, um, this movie is set in the year 2027 in a time whenever women can no longer reproduce and humanity faces extinction. Um, the only government that's still around is the UK. Uh, and so there's a bureaucrat named Theo played by Clive Owen uh, who gets paid like a huge amount of money to transport a woman named Key to a group called the human project. Now you find out later that this woman is pregnant, uh, which of course is in this time pretty crazy because like humanity's facing extinction because no one's having babies. Like they just can't. Right. Hmm. Um, anyways, uh, so anyway, you give it a five. I'm assuming. Yeah. It's well, before we go there. Okay. <laughs> just, just one little thing. Can we You're just not, vote it? I'm not just allowed to talk it. about my movie, but you- Oh my God. Mine's less than a minute. You were on minute like seven. All right. So what, this movie what is, minute do you think this is? We're at like three or four. <laughs> That's incorrect. This movie is beautifully shot. Uh, and in my opinion, it might even be inspiration for the movie 1917 uh, with its long action scene meant to look like it was done in one take. Um, so anyway, you got to watch this movie. Michael Caine's character Jasper is like my favorite Michael Caine performance. Uh, it's so good. Um, I love this movie. And yeah, I definitely give it a five. What do you guys think about the children of men? I haven't seen it. Naturally. You would like it, Renee. Naturally. Like your style of movies from what what it sounds like, I think you'd really enjoy it. Mm. Yeah, it's really good. Have you seen it, Seth? Never heard of it. Sorry to disappoint. I have not seen this. It's all good. It's all right, man. I'll, I'll give it a four. It's a good movie. It is a great movie. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it, Omar. 
Children of Men gets a nine on the grayscale. It deserves so much higher, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay. I don't need to win. You still might. You still might. I don't know where it's going to end up. My number one movie that I'm choosing, I'm going the opposite direction that you guys went in, and I'm going pure comedy with a 2009 film by Ruben Fleischer. No, I think I said his last name correctly. I'm not sure. Zombieland. Ruben, Ruben F- Fleshlight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Fleshlight. Zombieland. Zombie. Zombie. With uh, Jesse Eisenberg. <laughs> Chumby. Emma Stone, Woody Harrelson, Bill Murray as himself. Um, <laughs> it's great, great. You have the shy student played by Jesse Eisenberg, which, I mean, you can kind of, he's interchangeable with like two other people, I believe. It's pretty much like Andy Samberg or Michael um, Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah. Like a combination of like <laughs> all the two of them had like a love child. You get Jesse Eisenberg. And so, um, He's not even, he's the lead, but he's not what makes the movie. You have the character Tallahassee played by Woody Harrelson, who's basically just looking for the last Twinkie. (laughs) (laughs) So they team up with this Jesse character who has no clue what's going on. And he's one of the few movies that somebody's actually trying to go east. He's trying to get to Ohio, his family in Ohio. So then, and his love interest is the Emma Stone character. Um, so yeah her whose name is wichita and then like again i said bill murray plays himself that's right Right. motherfucking bill murray plays bill murray (laughs) in the zombie apocalypse they think he's a zombie but he's not it's great (laughs) (laughs) um a lot of fun um like i don't traditionally like traditionally like zombie movies but this one is just like fun from start to finish like the zombies are are slow enough that you just have Jesse Eisenberg running around the park. <laughs> like he's horrible at survival skills, but it's, it's great. Yeah. If he wouldn't with Tallahassee, he'd definitely be gone. <laughs> um, I give it a five. It's one of the ones that I, we own this one. It's in the collection of like, just go to, you can rewatch. It's, it's just a lot of fun. So. Yeah. This movie is great. Uh, Renee, what do you think about Zombieland? Uh, I've seen it and I liked it. <laughs> Give it a four. All right. Can, can, uh, can I squeeze any, any points <laughs> out of you? <laughs> Just a four. I think four is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Seth, what do you uh, think about Zombieland? It's a great film. Uh, I think it's dumb. It uh, but it's American. It's kinda, so like it. But it's kind of the yeah, point. Exactly. So it's. Yeah. It, you know, it's not a film like you want to sit down and be like, I'm really going to do a lot of thinking. This is more of a film of like, we're just going to goof off and have a good time. But it's good. So like Shaun so of the I'm Dead. A, yeah, kind of like. Shaun of the Dead. No. Better. <laughs> no way. No. no. Uh, we should definitely do a poll right now for people who think Zombieland no. versus Shaun of the Dead. I think we should, yeah. Elizabeth, Zombieland, let's 100%. get that poll going. <laughs> 100% Zombieland. I give it a four. All right. Um, and I also really like this movie. Uh, I thought it was a whole lot of fun whenever I first saw it. Interesting little tidbit. Whenever we first see Jesse Eisenberg in the movie, he is in my, the town that I live in. So it's kind of interesting. Um, you know, it's always really cool to, to see a movie and they're, you know, talking about your town. So anyway, um, I liked it. 
it's not something that I ever necessarily want to go back and watch again, but it is good. Um, I'll give it a four. I think that's pretty fair. Uh, that's going to mean that Zombieland gets a 17 on the grayscale. I think which if is, you take one of those edibles, that's the one you might want to go revisit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it doesn't, you know, warrant rewatching or anything, but it, you know, it's just not a movie that molded me, I guess you could say. Anyway, have you seen Double Tap? The second I have movie? not seen Double Tap. I have not either. And has it, none of us have. So that no. Of, that says something. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, how can you make it better? You know, it's so good. What can you do? Yeah, I don't think you can. But uh, do you guys want to talk about any honorable mentions while I'm tallying up the scores here? You want to know the scores, Chris? Not yet. 28, 28 <laughs> days later. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But you also have 28 weeks later. Which one's better? I don't know. Also, I, I, I don't think I've seen either one of them. I think 28 days later was better, to be honest. And we've talked about 12 Monkeys before. Yes, we have. Um, Waterworld, I'm surprised it didn't make Chris's list. I don't like Waterworld. What did, <laughs> why do you think I like that movie? <laughs> it's as terrible as Mad Max. I know, good Lord. Yeah. The, you haven't even seen it. You can't. You can't judge it. War I War saw the Z, trailer. I think it was mentioned, but no, but no one put it on their list. But I think somebody mentioned it earlier. Godzilla. Is that a is that a apocalyptic movie? Godzilla. I Maybe, don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. That one would be. What about the Terminator? No, Terminator. No, yeah. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. I think totally he's stupid. I think he's stupid. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger. He may be stupid. Just still a good movie, or at least this, I, I like the second one a whole lot. Mentioned warm bodies earlier. The day the earth stood still, with again this great actor called Keanu Reeves. I think I think <laughs> plays an alien. I like it. Mm. Well, all right, uh, and I would just maybe shout out the movie Melancholia. It's a really cool movie if you haven't seen it. Lars von Trier, um, Kirsten Dunst has an incredible performance in that movie. But anyway, that did not make our list. So let's go ahead and find out which movies make our definitive top five list of apocalyptic movies of all time. We'll start out with number five at 13.5 points is Renee's pick. God damn your internet. <laughs> Cloverfield. Cloverfield at number five. All right. Your yeah. internet fucking COVID it out again. Sorry. And then it's because everyone's on the internet right now watching porn. Cause they ain't got nothing else better to do. <laughs> Pornhub's um, offering a free week. Thanks for giving everyone uh, poison. <laughs> poison, Seth. Poison. Uh, coming in at number four with 15 points, we have, once again, Renee picked Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, Renee's kicking her ass right now. Renee's killing it. Uh, and then we've got in number three, uh, excuse me, number three place, we've got Independence Day uh, picked by Seth at 15.4 points. Jeez. In second place, with 17 points, we've got Omar's Chosen Zombieland. Zombie and then in zombie. first place, drumroll please. Oh no, Chris. <laughs> what? You got it. I got what? 18.2 points. Yeah, 18.2 points. We've got The Matrix. And yeah, of course, I picked that one. But that does not mean that I won. That does not mean that I won. I'm glad that The Matrix is the number one on this list as it, as it deserves to be. Yes. But let's find out. Who won this game? Coming in last place. You. 
34.7 points is me. <laughs> You'd be bragging all day on Marco Polo. I'm going to beat all, your ass. That's all I needed to know. By you the know way, what, shout out Nothing else P matters. Master Jetty and Chad Johnson just joined in for the, the results here. So just want to yeah. throw that out there. Well, hello. Yeah. Hello, P Master Jetty and, and Chad Johnson. Glad to have you guys. Um, here's the deal. With people who actually know movies and cinema, I did win. So... That's all I'm looking for. Whatever, Chris. Whatever. <laughs> no, I, I would have won place. had you watched Trust. one movie with a with a strong <laughs> black male lead in your fucking no. life. Then I may have had a chance. To I win did. Here. I did. All right, The Matrix. Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, here we go. Um, coming in third place is, with thirty five point nine points is Seth. All right. What? Congratulations, third? Seth. Yeah, that's right. Third place. Third. Coming in third place with 38 points is second place. The, me. Excuse me, second place. Second place with 38 points is our Dutch friend Renee. Are you serious? Congratulations, yeah. Renee. And Renee? then, of course, 38 some points. miracle. I don't know how. I just want to because everyone here likes shitty the movies. Baby Jesus <laughs> and, and thank the COVID virus for keeping us here to watch this live stream for as long as we have. Yeah. Oh my God. Seriously, no. I just thank, <laughs> I was, thank all of you for joining us. What's congratulations, up? Omar. Are, are you are you raising your hand? Are you feeling the power of the of this? Well, I just I need to let you know. I mean, congratulations on winning this game, Omar. But Chad Johnson has something he wants to tell you, and oh. he has to say that Omar hasn't watched an entire movie since 1992. <laughs> ADD is a horrible disorder. <laughs> Congratulations. A horrible disorder. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad, for, for seeing the truth. Uh, what advice about financing? <laughs> or wasn't that his commercial? Hey, I, I'd like to t- tell you that I believe as I Am Legend was 2009 and Book of Eli was 2010. Thank you, sir. So, <laughs> Well, I'll definitely go and check no, those movies out. I Am Legend 2007, so I guess he, he, he was right there. But I can't 2010. Remember. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just so happy. Nobody said Texas. War of the World. That's true. No one said it. No. We'll just want to quickly shout out Seth one last time. What's your podcast? Let everyone know where they can hear really? you out. Uh, well, the main podcast is Not called Fade to Gray. He's mental. Uh, it's part of the uh, Fade to Gray network uh, through which you're able to find this podcast, Movies That Molded Me. Um, on that same network, I put out an additional podcast called Mental. Uh, it's all about mental health, specifically looking at lived experience uh, of people who've struggled with mental health issues and life issues, as well as insight from professionals. Which and, I'm sure uh, is really important right now, obviously, with all the anxiety and people losing their jobs and mm-hmm. scared of their, their elderly loved ones. Yeah. Yes. I actually use movies that molded me to suppress my anxiety sometimes. So. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Yeah, I was at work and I was like, oh, there's a lot of people getting sick and it was like panic coming up. I was like, let's put on a movie that molded me <laughs> for, for distraction. <laughs> and it really helped. Well, thank you for saying that, Renee. And thank you very much for taking time out of your day to come and play this game with us. It was a lot of fun. And thanks for kicking mine and Seth's ass. And um, yeah, uh, Omar, congratulations. I'm really proud of you for winning once again at Movies That Molded Me. Everyone's completely wrong, except for me. That's okay. Uh, I'd like to also thank our sponsor, Chad Johnson. If you need insurance, right now is the time to get it. 
uh, head on over to uh, Chad Johnson's Facebook page and and get some insurance, life insurance. You're going to need it because you're probably going to be affected by COVID, right? And he trades into Liberty Mutual. <laughs> I think he's even like given like special deals and stuff. So really, do check out Chad Johnson's stuff. And <laughs> and did Elizabeth have? some like her oh, predictions and should she we did. not should we, we not should. also include that here I feel like thank you very much for reminding me about that so four, four in a toe yeah she's got the four in toe podcast but her four, toe, four toes podcast four toes she, tell you, she, talks about, she talks about how she lost her pinky toe as a child and what it was like growing up i know that was tough everybody um, homeschooling now so i know it's pretty it's relevant yes, yeah, four yeah. Even, even the dutch are yeah. Um, okay, so her movies are blindness. Have you guys ever heard of blindness? Negative. Is that yeah. Bird Box? Is that about love? I don't know. I've seen Bird Box though. Uh, she also put Wally, which makes sense. It's a good movie. Yep. yep. And then she also put This Is the End, which yes. is that uh, yes. Seth Rogen and all those dudes. That's a great movie. And that, yeah. that almost made my list. I should have mentioned it in our mentioned yeah, it's pretty funny. And then her honorable mention is Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, starring Steve Carell and Keira Knightley, which I hated, but my wife loved. <laughs> Never heard of it. It was slow. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, well, everyone, stay safe out there. Make sure to distance yourself socially and uh, stay at home. It's like the perfect time and the perfect excuse to be a lazy ass. So just do it. Yeah. <laughs> As always, Movies That Molded Me is brought to you by the Fade to Gray Network. Make sure to go check out the newest podcast over at the Fade to Gray Network called Mental, which is a dive into mental health by Fade to Gray's own Seth Showalter. Now listen, since everyone is self-quarantined, why don't you go ahead and take the opportunity to go and give Movies That Molded Me a five-star rating and review over at Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening to the Movies That Molded Me 